everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I am your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is chapter 54, if my math is correct. But more importantly than that is part 6 of the Movie Ranks Countdown for 2017. If you missed the first parts, the first five parts, you should go back and listen to those right now. You can check them out on razorvader.blogspot.com. You can uh, go to Apple Podcasts and get the One Man Renegade Podcast. You should probably already be subscribed, but if you're not, you can check it out there. Uh, and also on Stitcher. Um, there's other ways you might be able to get it, but I haven't really figured that out yet. Uh, so those are the three ways right now. Um, we're not on anything else at the moment. I'm a little lazy when it comes to that stuff, but I figure with between the blog Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, I got everything mostly covered. I know there's, like, Google Play and Spotify and others and SoundCloud and other sort of things, but those are more tougher to get your podcasts on. But anyways, so in the previous episodes, we counted down from 70 to 21. Now, today, we're at 20 through 11, right outside the top 10. These ones couldn't quite get to the top 10, but uh, they're definitely good movies, we definitely recommend all of these, um, and um, yeah, so let's get started. All right, that coming in at number twenty is a big um, one of the um, front runners, as it were, for the Oscars right now. Um, as the Oscars are coming up this weekend, this Sunday, as this <laughs> is posted, uh, should be anyways. That's scheduled. That's the schedule. Um, uh, this is a Fox movie. Uh, it came out in limited release on November 10th. Um, it uh, has currently has 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, 88 Metacritic, 8.3 on the IMDb. It made $322,000 in opening weekend. Like I said, it was a limited release, so it has no Cinescore. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters. Uh, it is currently, as of now, or as of February um 12th um or 11th i think whatever date i actually picked for the finals of these numbers of uh, 45.4 million dollars and this movie is three billboards outside of ebbing missouri um yeah this movie kind of came out of nowhere but i remember seeing commercials for it uh, around the time it you know first got released and limited um and then all of a sudden like probably like a couple weeks later people started buzzing that it it might it might be up for an oscar it might when the Oscar, you know, a bunch of people are getting nominated and and everything um, from it. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And um, it's definitely a good movie. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, number 20 on my list. So clearly, out of 70, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, obviously the rankings have, um, you know, the, the, the numbers reflect that. Uh, so if you're not familiar with what this movie is, because a lot of these Oscar movies get under, thrown under the bus a bit. Not under the bus, but under go under the radar, I should say, a bit until all of a sudden they're up for Oscars and people are like, "Wait, what is this movie? I don't, I don't understand this." Um, so basically, the premise of the movie is um, this woman purchases uh, advertising on three billboards and kind of post uses the three billboards that are on, on this like stretch of road uh, on all in succession. Um, leading into town or out of town, I wasn't quite sure. I think into town, maybe it's out of town. I don't know. Either way, um, she posts kind of a message about you know how her daughter 
was killed and raped and the police haven't done anything about it. So peop, the police see these and kind of go on an uproar. Woody Harrelson's the like main guy she's attacking, but then Sam Rockwell's like his, you know, sort of underling at the police station. He's kind of the, the psycho, and um, he's a bit unhinged, let's say. Uh, so he goes kind of nutty about it. Um, and Frances McDormand is the mother, mother, um, and uh, she has a son too as well who gets involved and basically Woody Harrelson's character I don't know he's got cancer so it's a bit of a mess and you know a whole bunch of stuff happens and then it gets kind of off the off the rails there's like explosions and fires and all sorts of craziness Peter Dinklage is in it and uh he's I don't know drunk most of the movie which you know doesn't really change much of his character from Game of Thrones but he doesn't have a British accent so it's a little different um (laughs) I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a good movie, albeit it's a bit, um, like I said, it goes a little bit off the rails in terms of like the the believability of what's happening in this town. I mean, it's a small town in Missouri, so I guess maybe people look the other way on some sort of things, but it's just like, okay, yeah, the chances of any of this actually going down with people are like flipping out and just like feeling, ah, whatever. Um, but yeah, there's this whole thing with like, the police kind of start threatening the the uh, billboard people that allowed it to go up, and yeah, just lots of twists and turns, and people kind of you know um, trying to figure out what happened um, to this girl, but at the same time, you know, a lot of uh, politics and whatever. It's a good movie. It's you know, bit far fetched in my mind, uh, but you know, it's not based on anything. Uh, true or anything like that it was just a made-up story so you know it's hard to really fault anyone for that i mean i guess it goes against my other theory that i had earlier in one of the other episodes was like all right well if you're gonna if you have this good enough story but it's like why does it have to be based on something that happened actually happens because the problem with that is well you know the ending when this is you guess you don't know the ending to this but it could have been based off a true story it's definitely not (laughs) definitely not don't get me wrong so i don't know but, um, yeah, it is, uh, it's, it's a good movie, and it comes in at number 20. All right, so let's move, move along. Number 19 is a, uh, unit was a universal film, came out, uh, January 20th. Uh, it made $40 million opening weekend, 131 overall. It is, uh, currently at 75% Rotten Tomatoes, 62 Metacritic, 7.3 on the IMDb, B-plus, uh, Cinescore, I did not see it in theaters, although I kind of wanted to. I just didn't get around to it. And it is Split, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's um, return to prominence, I would say. I mean, he had a few okay movies. Like, The Visit was okay. Um, but, like, Lady in the Water was terrible. Uh, the Village was pretty bad. The Happening was god-awful. Um, you know, he's done some other TV show stuff and whatever. Uh, but this is kind of his return to... Uh, prominence I would say you know since mm, signs maybe I guess I guess I don't know I mean a lot of people had issues with signs too don't get me wrong I mean a lot of people had issues with pretty much all of his movies <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong um, but he kind of brings it back and I don't want to ruin the movie <laughs> because apparently I ruined the movie by saying this one time to somebody but it does link in at the end of the movie to um 
Unbreakable. Um, the Bruce Willis character from Unbreakable is there, and they mention Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Uh, it really has nothing to do with the movie. It's just kind of a tag at the end of the movie because it's setting up the Mr. Glass, which is going to be his next movie. With uh, But it brings it back. That's going to be a sequel. It's kind of like the M. Night Shyamalan universe because everyone has to have a universe these days. Uh, but basically, the, the, the plot of this movie is um, James McAvoy is this character that has a bunch of split personalities. He kidnaps these girls and uh, basically, you know, his... His personalities kind of clash and over how to treat these girls and and what they're gonna do with the girls and blah 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 and all this stuff goes on and there's twists and turns. Who's which 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 version of him you're talking to? Which version is good? Which version is bad? And it's all twisty and turny and and everything. And it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, it's really um, you know, the twist isn't like super amazing. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's obvious but it's not like super like out of the blue um it's kind of tough to really even you know figure what would have been you know given that the whole premise of the movie is kind of like well you don't know what's going on so here's here's actually what's going on it's like all right well okay fine it's not really much of a twist as much of it's you know just a thrilling kind of like mystery um so anyways yeah but it's going to lead into mr glass which i believe is supposed to come out this fall or maybe next 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 year let me see um or no i'm sorry the movie's just called glass not mr glass it was, his name was mr glass though right um yeah it, but the movie's just called glass um and it is coming out on uh next january all right so falling in with the january release date so next january the night of 2019 so won't be on next year's list, but it could be on two years' list from now. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend seeing it if you haven't already. I believe it's on. I want to say it's on HBO or Stars or something. Uh, I could be wrong. It might be on Hulu or or Amazon or Netflix. It's it's out there somewhere. It's been on. It's been on. It's been out for over a year. So I'm sure you can find it in one of your many ways of of. Um, streaming or watching movies uh but yeah definitely recommend um you know don't don't let the m night Shyamalan part of it scare you um it's good it's good all right let's move along uh number 18 it was a sony film came out uh june 28th made 20 million dollars opening weekend made 107 million overall 93 on rotten tomatoes 86 metacritic 7.7 on imdb Got an A minus on the Cinescore, and it is I did not see it in theaters, and it is Baby Driver. Now, in retrospect, it's tough to really talk about anything that Kevin Spacey was involved in, and on um, you know, which is unfortunate for everyone involved and all the all of his victims and all the garbage that went down and, and all you know all that sort of thing. Um, but um, it's it's also. A good movie. <laughs> yeah, so Baby Driver was a good movie. Um, it starred um, Ansel Elgort. I think that's how you say his name. He was he was in the Divergent series movies. Also got John Hammond and a few other notable names. Um, uh, yeah, it's basically... So, Baby, uh, his name is. Um, 
he's this really good driver and he gets caught up in some stuff and then has to pay off the mob so he has to drive for them or i don't know if it's the mob but it's some sort of organization where they do bank robberies and stuff um yeah it's not really a mob i guess i don't know it's some sort of organization they steal from banks and whatever and he's the driver and everything's going well and then and you know he's he he's trying to get out but then they keep bringing him back in and threatening his family and and friends and whatever um so yeah it's basically sort of like a heist movie but then it's kind of a revenge movie but then it's i don't know i don't know it's a good movie it's a lot of action a lot of driving <laughs> um there's a good soundtrack um because that's one of his things is he likes to listen to music as he's driving, which doesn't seem very safe at all. But, uh, you know, it helps him focus, I guess. I guess that makes sense when you think about it. But anyways, um, yeah, it's definitely a good movie. I definitely recommend it if you can get past the uh, whole uh, Kevin Spacey thing, which maybe you can, maybe you can. I don't know. But uh, he he is in it, so you do have to deal with that. Um, but, yeah, lots of driving. <laughs> lots of... Um, Bank robberies. I don't know. John Hamm's really good in it. Um, uh, the Punisher is also in it. Briefly, he's not really in it for that one. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, number. What was that? Number eighteen. Um, so check it out. Uh, next up is another documentary. Uh, it's on Netflix. It came out uh, November seventeenth. Um, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but again, these Netflix things are weird with their ratings and stuff. Um, so it's tough to tell, uh, 77 on Metacritic, 7.8 on IMDb. Obviously it was Netflix, so it doesn't have a cinema score and I did not see it in the theaters. Um, it is Jim and Andy, the great beyond. Um, oh wait, there's more to it than that. It's Jim and Andy, the great beyond with a contractual, mention of tony clifton i believe that's the full name of the movie uh this one's weird so basically if you're not familiar um jim carrey played andy kaufman in the movie man on the moon back in it came out in 99 i believe um and basically during the production of that movie he filmed a whole bunch of like behind the scenes stuff and um it was kind of unclear as to what that was four and then all of a sudden here we are uh you know whatever uh 18 uh, 18 years later and they released this documentary and basically it's all based a lot of that footage that they used and um and then you know interviews from that time period with the people that were in the movie and then current interviews with jim carrey um so basically the thing was that jim carrey was portraying um Andy Kaufman like the whole time so even like when they weren't filming he was still portraying Andy he basically wanted everyone to call him Andy he was trying to be Andy Kaufman um you know and it was kind of driving people a bit nuts and whatever and people were kind of uh you know he was being a bit um hard difficult to work with and kind of egging people on and stuff basically being Andy Kaufman's character which I guess was a lot of the issue with some of the people that obviously, obviously the people that knew Andy Kaufman were like, okay, Andy Kaufman was like that maybe on like the television and on the, on when he was performing, but he off the camera, he wasn't anything like that. So it was kind of a weird, you know, dynamic. And 
you know, Jim Carrey kind of went off the rails a bit in this movie and kind of ever since then hasn't quite, you know, gotten back to what he was prior. He's always trying to do something new and goofy and different, you know, other than like, say, what the Yes Men, I believe, and then like Dumb and Dumber 2, I suppose. Um, you know, he's got some really weird out there thoughts and stuff. He's kind of, he's an intrigue, intriguing individual, let's just say. And even with his interviews, the current ones, as let alone the stuff from the actual, uh, you know, footage from filming the movie, uh, it's a bit awkward, but it's definitely a cool and interesting, um, documentary and it's on Netflix. So, Definitely check it out, um, you know, especially if you like Danny Coffin or Jim Carrey, uh, or you like that movie or whatever, or if you're just intrigued by it, it's, it's definitely an interesting story. I mean, there's been like a million Andy Kaufman documentaries or, you know, retrospectives and stuff at this point, but, you know, given that this one in, integrates what that movie was, and looking back on it, you know, almost 20 years now, it's a bit, you know cool to see and are interesting to see how the kind of like you know not not I mean Jim Carrey feels about it now but then what people were thinking at the time I mean you know it'd be it'd be cool if they had gone back and interviewed some of the people that were involved now but they they you know I guess that wasn't really the point um but yeah definitely check it out uh, on Netflix um yeah all right moving on we're moving on to number 16 and um this is a Warner Brothers movie. It came out March 10th. Uh, it made $61 million opening weekend, $168 million overall, 75 on the on Rotten Tomatoes, 62 Metacritic, 6.7 on IMDb. It got a B-plus Cinescore, and um, I did not see it in theaters. And one of the reasons I didn't see it in theaters because it kind of didn't intrigue me. I was kind of like, eh, whatever. They've kind of done this. I, I think it's 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 been done. Basically, um, and that's Kong Skull Island, and I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I wasn't really expecting a ton from this, um, and I guess maybe I should have thought a little. I, you know, maybe I should have rethought that, given that this is going to be tied in with the Godzilla uh, movie that came out a couple years ago, and that movie was pretty good too. That was another one that was like, oh wow, this is surprisingly good, as opposed to like say the 1998 Godzilla or the 2000. Was it 2005 five King Kong? Whatever year that came out. They wanted Jack Black and Naomi Watts, which Peter, the Peter Jackson movie, which was just so freaking long. I, I, that was one of the movies, I, things about those movie, that movie I couldn't like take. I was just like, this doesn't need to be this long. I know he's like the Lord of the Rings guy and he's those long movies, but it's just like the King Kong doesn't need to be that long. And that rhymed and that's weird. But this movie, um, and it had a good cast too. It's got John Goodman. It's got Samuel Jackson, it has uh, John C. Riley, uh, Tom Hiddleston, um, who's the the woman in it, I'm blanking on her name, um, uh, uh, Brie, Lar- uh, Brie Larson, yeah. So it's got a good cast. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess that's one of the things that's like, whoa, okay, okay. Maybe this, maybe this movie has some legs, and, you know, they're, they're trying to create the um, monster universe, yep, everything has to be a monster, or, not monster, yeah, well, I don't know, I guess what, what, whatever you'd call it, the, whatever, it's Godzilla, King Kong, they're gonna have Mothra, and, and, 
whatever, all those, you know, monsters. Um, not like the universal monsters. These would be the Warner, Warner animals. I don't know. I, I don't know what you would call them. They're monsters, but they're not, that's not the monster. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so there's going to be Godzilla 2 and Kong versus Godzilla. I don't know what order they're coming out in. I know they're planning on doing some other, um, uh, ones that tie in, I guess. I don't know. They teased, uh, some other ones at the end of this movie. Not to spoil anything. Uh, but yeah, no, this was really, um, a good movie. And it was sort of surprising. And I guess I just wasn't expecting, you know, given what had happened with the previous Kong, King Kong movies or whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely recommend. I believe it's on HBO right now. Um, I think it's been on HBO for a while because I think I watched it on HBO like months ago. Um, or it might have been stars. I don't know. It's one of those. Um, definitely check it out. John C. Riley is hilarious in it. Um, it's great. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, other than the basic King Kong story, there's not much to I really have to explain. They go to Skull Island to find King Kong. I mean, that's more or less all you need to know. Uh, it's a story as old as time at this point. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, now, right, so that was number 16. Now, moving on to 17 is another movie right in the same, or sorry, going, going, no, we're going back to 17. Moving on to 15, uh, keeping in line with that thought process with Kong, uh, there's another movie that's very similar in kind of like, I wasn't expecting much out of it. It's also a similar movie just in it of his movie. Um, And that is, it's it's a Sony movie that uh, came out on uh, December 20th. It made $36 million opening weekend, but has made $365.8 million as of last, of this, whenever, February 12th, I believe, is when I did these numbers. Um, and uh, it's got 76 on Rotten Tomatoes, 58, Metacritic, 7.2, and IMDb, A-, Cinescore, and I did actually see this in one of the theaters, and that is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, so when I originally heard the idea of them doing a Jumanji sequel, I was like, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Nope, nope, nope. Don't, don't need it. Don't, it doesn't need to happen. But then the premise seemed okay. I, I can see how they, that, that makes more sense. You know, they ditched the board game. Um, and they explain it all. It's all tied in with the first movie. They ditched the board game and now it's a video game and the, you know, these high school kids get sucked into the game, and, and um, you know, it's Jumanji, but now the high school students are now the video game characters, so, you know, you got The Rock, you got Kevin Hart, you got uh, uh, Karen Gillan, I think is her name, and um, and Jack Black is the characters, um, but they're, like, different than the actual people that they're representing, uh, so that's kind of interesting the way they did it that way, rather than, like, the flip way where the game came alive in the real world, these real world people go into the video game. Um, so that's cool. It had, um, what's his face from, um, he's been in like everything now. He's in Mr. Robot now. He's in Bobby Carnivale. Um, he was on that HBO show vinyl. Um, he was also in, um, 
that other HBO show, uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's really good in it as the villain. Um, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's just a fun movie, and they tie everything together with the first one, and it and it works. And um, you know, they're already talking about doing a sequel to this one, which I can see that. Although I don't really know how that will work, because it's like, well, how do you do a sequel to this and not just it's not how is it not just the same premise because these are video game characters they weren't like that they weren't the characters they were the video game characters so you're going to continue it with the video game because like the thing about the video game was it was like old school video game in the same way that like the board game when the first movie came out was like oh it's a board game that's boring i want to play video games so that kind of they tie that in and like oh here's a video game but it's an old video game so i don't know quite know how they're gonna do a sequel to it, but whatever, I mean, obviously you're making 300 and, you know, could, you know, could end up as high as $400 million domestically, and who knows internationally, you're not, not going to make a sequel, now, the original Jumanji didn't obviously do as well as this one has, and I guess kind of the issue was how you do a sequel to the original Jumanji, and they didn't, you know, <laughs> and because, I mean, Robin, having Robin Williams in it again really wouldn't work, and then it's like, well, how do you, how do you do that, how does it work, um, but no, this was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting much out of this. And, you know, when it, when it came out in theaters and it did, you know, it got off to a rocky start because of another movie that was out at the time and kind of stole everything, every, it's thunder a bit. But then once people had already gone to see that, they're like, hmm, what else is out? Oh, wow, this Jumanji movie. And then kind of, you know, took, got steam. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to check this out. People are talking a lot about it. It seems like it's pretty good. And it was. It's number 15 on my list. Um, all right, moving up to number 14. This one came out uh, October 6th. Made $32 million opening weekend. 92 overall. Uh, 87 on Rotten Tomatoes. 81 Metacritic and 8, 8.2 on um, IMDb. It got an A- minus in the Cinescore. I did see this in theaters. And I will say it was a very long, <laughs> uh, long, long day. Uh, Warner Brothers movie, if I didn't mention that already. Blade Runner 2049. Um, this movie is, like, visually stunning. Um, I didn't see it in IMAX, but I kind of wish I had. Uh, I just kind of was, I had nothing going on that, you know, that whatever, whatever day it was. And I'm like, eh, yeah, might as well kill some time three hours and 40 minutes or however long this movie is <laughs> or it just seems that way um yeah but it's it's a it's a good movie now you know if you're not familiar with blade runner the original Harrison ford movie he's this like cop that's trying to hunt down these um what are they called divergents which are basically like robot people that are we're supposed to like we're built to do certain tasks and then they kind of got you know, reprogrammed and stuff, and now we're, like, on on the, you know, we're basically trying to be hunt down to, like, you know, take off the world, and now here we are, so that one was set in whatever year that was, um, I forget whatever the original one was set in, but this one's so many years later, um, I think that one was 2019, or maybe 2012, or something like that, and this one's 2049, so now, uh, Harrison Ford's character runs off with at the end of the Harris under original Blade Runner. Harrison Ford character runs off with one of the, the um, 
um, no, what are they called? They're called the um, replicants. What did I say before? Replicants. So, um, you know, there's a lot of... <laughs> the problem with the original Blade Runner was there's so many different versions of it. So many people different have different ideas of what the actual ending meant. Like, was Harrison Ford a replicant? But then, you know, Sean Young or, or was a replicant. But then, she, like, there was a lot of, like, that she he ran off with her and blah, blah, blah. So this movie picks up with um, uh, a replicant, but are now being used by the government to um, kind of reel in other replicants, I guess. But there's new, they're new versions of it, so they're trying to catch the old versions and kind of put them out of uh, of of you know commission or whatever. So um, what's his face? Um, Ryan Gosling is this this replicant, and he's you know counting down things, and it's kind of just following along his story, but then he gets caught up in all this other nonsense, which eventually leads you to Harrison Ford and Jared Leto, and you know it's it, it's a very long drawn out movie. I will say that. I mean, it's a very long movie, but it's entertaining. Um, it, it's you know. It, it's you know rap it solves some questions of uh you know some of the first some of the, it answers some of the questions that were left at the end of the first one definitely uh but it kind of creates more questions and you know ultimately i don't know if they're going to make another one of them i mean they they there's no reason why they couldn't uh keep going with these um without giving away anything but at the same time it's like eh, i don't know who knows um and obviously it didn't do as well as I think they were hoping, um, which is unfortunate, but it's definitely a good movie. It's definitely worth a watch if you have plenty of time on your hands. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Blade Runner 2049 at uh, number fifth, no, number 14. All right. So number 13 is a Disney movie. Uh, it came out on December 15th. It made $220 million opening weekend, second all-time. Uh, $616.8 million as of uh, just, uh, February 12th or whatever. Uh, in 91, as 91 in Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 85 Metacritic, 7.5 IMDb, got an A, Cinescore, and I did see it in theaters. I actually saw it twice in IMAX, and that is Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Now, you may be saying to yourself, wow, number 13, really, but, man, I had some problems with this movie. And this is one of those situations where 13, is that number 13? Why is it number 13? Well, was it better than some of the movies that are going to be higher up on the list? Probably. But was it, did, you know, the, did, it, did it live up to expectations of the movie? No. Not for me, no, it didn't. And, you know, it's tough, too. Given given what everyone was expecting and all, you know, everything, you know, the Star Wars movie entails. Whereas with The Force Awakens, I really liked that movie because I didn't really know what to expect. And yes, I know there was a lot of member berries and they're just giving you the original Star Wars over again. A lot of people complained about that, but there was nothing wrong with that. It was still a good movie. Um, whereas, you know, even last year with Rogue One, it's like, okay, well, this is another prequel but it was at least a prequel where you didn't know the characters, so you got to see like these new characters get built. And 
ultimately kind of sucks because they're all going to die and they all die, you know, except for the few that you, you know, gets mixed in with the actual main story. Uh, so that was a really good movie. This one, this one in and of itself could have been a good movie if it was separated from everything else. The problem is you're building off of the last movie, The Force Awakens, and you basically, they it's a long movie too. This one's the longest Star Wars movie ever, so it's a little bit too long for my liking to be in, with, in terms of Star Wars movies. And then you just basically, a ton of stuff from The Force Awakens, you're just like, you know, that doesn't matter anymore. None of that matters. No, that matters. We're no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what? So we spent all this time, like since the last one, like wondering, okay, what does this mean? What is this going? Who's this person? What's this going to do? What's this? And none of it, and like none of it mattered. It was like, yeah, no, that doesn't matter. None of this matters. And it's like, really, then why? You know, we put all their time and effort in trying to like, you know, learn these new characters or whatever, or like, you know, follow these plot lines, and like expect there be to be some sort of, um, you know, um, you know, end, end to it, you know, there's a, a result to it. And maybe some of them, maybe this is the, you know, kind of a, a divergence in terms of like, okay, turn your focus off of these things for now, but ultimately we're going to come back to them. But I don't think so. I think they're just like, no, no, we're done. Ryan Johnson was just like, you know, all that stuff J.J. Abrams had. Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it. We're doing this other stuff. But now that J.J. Abrams is going to get the ninth one, it's just like, OK, well, is he just going to bring all this stuff back and be like, oh, wait, wait, what happened to my characters? You killed off all my characters or whatever. Or, you know, the the idea of characters and stuff and two. And I don't know. And there was, you know, there's lots of other stuff. And I know I've talked about this before. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, given that I put it at number thirteen, and and uh, pre my previous Star Wars last couple of years have been at number three, I believe. To put this at number thirteen is a big, you know, big drop. Um, yeah, the whole, you know, Princess Leia stuff. It's it's frustrating, given given what Princess Leia has meant to these movies. Um, and then to this all of a sudden be like, oh, wait, here she can fly for some reason. And then that's it. Like, they've said she's not going to be in the next one. And she's, you know, obviously Carrie Fisher is gone. So, you know, and they said they weren't going to use any CGI or anything like that, even though they did use CGI for Rogue One, which was weird. But she was still alive at that point. So I don't know. But whatever. Um, it's just, I mean, that's it. She's. That's it. Gone. And, like, didn't really get a good send-off. I don't know. I just feel like... And then you had this Lord Dern character who could have, like, taken the mantle from Leia. Instead, they have her just drive the ship right in. And it's just like, wait, why couldn't Leia have done that? And that would have made sense and worked and, you know, been a nice, like, heroic um, ending to her story. Instead, she's just going to go on vacation. Like, I... So, it's similar to Paul Walker. He just went on vacation. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just on vacation. It's 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 fine. <laughs> it's like what? I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I, I are they worried about killing her? Killing her? Is that like? Do they feel like that? I mean, supposedly the whatever was already planned or whatever. But I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But anyways, I I I've probably talked way too much about Star Wars. Um the past whatever 
So let's move on. Uh, number 12. Um, it is a Weinstein movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it came out limited release on August 4th. Uh, made $161,000 opening weekend. Uh, like I said, uh, limited release. And made 33.8 overall. It uh, 87% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 73 Metacritic, 7.8 IMDb. Uh, it didn't get a cinema score because of the limited release, and I didn't see it in theaters. And it is Wind River. Um, this was another one that kind of fell under the radar. I saw some commercials for it and it seemed intriguing, but then like it was limited release, and I kind of didn't really hear much about it after that. Um, but uh, so basically, um, this girl gets killed in like found in the woods or like the not the wood like the it was like the ice woods i don't know was it the wood it was like a pond but it was like frozen i don't know some sort of woody pond frozen area um and then you know her body gets found and then they bring in um you know some expert like people to figure out what happened so then jeremy renner um comes in and he's like like the go-to like ranger or whatever he's supposed to be and he you know starts uh researching everything and then this woman comes in and she's kind of like out of towner but she's there for like the fbi or whoever but like she doesn't really know the area or whatever so they kind of team up to find out what happened to this girl and then it leads them to like a bunch of different people and then there's other people but then there's like kind of like a battle between these people and um then there's a whole bunch of gunfighting and stuff it's it's really a cool movie um you know it, it's got punisher in it again <laughs> if, I'm, if i'm not uh if i'm my mistake now i know the punisher punishers and everything punishers awesome uh jonathan bernthal if you're not familiar with who i'm talking about um right he was in this am i blanking uh, elizabeth olsen is the girl that comes in by the way so it's really weird <laughs> not to not to mix movies up but it's kind of funny to see um um and i just watched civil war the other night too because i was gonna go see black panther but to see uh <laughs> you know you got hawkeye and uh and um and what's her face um geez i'm blinking on her character now uh maximoff uh uh not scarlet which the scarlet uh wait why am i blinking on her character now? anyways it's funny to see them both in a movie together um um uh the scarlet witch right is that what i said uh it's funny to see them into a movie together but not be those characters it's kind of it's interesting um and not to kind of jump on it ahead of it but uh there's also like i said i was watching civil war the other night too because uh, I wanted to go see Black Panther, and it kind of seemed makes sense to watch that before Black Panther, because that's the only thing Black Panther's been in, uh, even though there's been more Marvel movies since then. But um, there's a scene in that with Martin Freeman and and um, Andy Serkis, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> it's like he's not a CGI person, and he's not a he's not a Hobbit. <laughs> it's weird. Um, but anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, Wind River. It's a good movie. Check it out. If you can get past the Weinstein part of it. And he probably had nothing to do with this movie. I'm not sure how much he had to do with any movie he ever produced. But, um... His name is on it, so... You have to deal with it. 
Uh, but yes, Wind River, check it out. It was a good movie. It's number 12 on my list. Moving ahead, uh, now to number 11, right outside the top 10. And this movie, I went back and forth like 15 different times on whether this be 11 or 10. And whatever what ended up being 10 or 11. So like I flip-flopped them like four different times. And I just, I, I tried to, because, and ultimately it came down to this. It ultimately came down to the same thing I've been talking about. This movie, I had higher expectations for than the other movie. And ultimately that was the difference. This movie might be better than the movie that ends up being in number 10 and tune in tomorrow to find out what that would be um but ultimately i felt this one i had higher expectations for and it's tough because well let's just get into what it is it was a disney movie it came out um march no sorry um it's it came out cinco de mayo uh it's uh made 146.5 million opening weekend 389 overall 83 Rotten Tomato, uh, 67, um, I am, or 67 Metacritic, 7.7 IMDb, uh, it's a Marvel movie, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, it also got, uh, a, 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 yeah, I got an A on the CineScore, and I did see it in theaters, and yes, it's 11, um, it, like I said, it probably could have been higher, Except it didn't live up to expectations given the first movie. And that was going to be tough to do, I know. But it's been done with other Marvel movies where the, next, the second one or the third one in the case of a different movie. Um, or even, no, I would even say Captain America too. I mean, uh, it's, that's tough to say. But the sequels aren't necessarily worse than the originals. In some cases, yes. Iron Man, the sequels weren't as good as the original. Second Avengers wasn't as good as the first Avengers. But I would say the second and third Captain Americas are better than the first one. And there's a third movie of another uh, person that the first ones weren't great. That where it's better. That might be on the list later on. I don't know. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I didn't see it. Um, (laughs) um, But theoretically it was better based off what I've heard. Maybe. Um, But this one just, it didn't, it fell a little flat. Um. Versus the first one. And maybe that's because people weren't expecting much from the first one. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, wait, Guardians of the Galaxy. What the hell is Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, my God, this is super fun and, like, and awesome. But the other part of that, too, that I feel, um, and we'll talk about this later, probably, uh, is that this kind of flipped the switch on some of the stuff. And it's actually an issue I had with... uh, going back to Star Wars, was there was a little too jokey. It was a little too jokey. Star Wars was a little too jokey for what Star Wars is supposed to be. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy is the movie that kind of set that precedent for, oh, okay, it's a it's a comic book movie, and it's an action movie, but it also can be super, like, comedic. And yes, that worked for Guardians of the Galaxy because it didn't need to be anything else. It could be that. But when you start adding that into other things, it can work, but it doesn't always work. And in some cases, it's needless. It's needless. And I felt that way about Star Wars. And not to say that I felt that way about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, because that's what it was. But at the same time, it felt like it was trying too hard to be more than it was the first one. 
and I think Deadpool had a lot to do with that because I was like, all right, here's Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's a jokey, funny, cool Marvel hero movie. Deadpool took that obviously to a completely different level, and it was like, okay, here we are, Guardians of the Galaxy. Now they didn't take it to the R-rated level, but they made a lot of it made it more jokey. They at least tried to versus what the original was when the original was pretty jokey to begin with. So it it, it was it had a tough time living up to the original and it didn't and not to say that Kurt Russell was bad in this movie but his character um just didn't really work I guess um they also had Stallone and his group but they weren't really in it too much I feel like they're sending something up else up with that uh there was way too many um there was way too many, um, <laughs> like, credit scenes. I was just like, what? wait, what is going on? Like, they set up, they're showing, setting up, like, 15 different things at the same time. Um, but, I mean, ultimately, I, you know, it's it wasn't a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a fun watch. It's just, it didn't, li- it wasn't as good as the first one. It didn't quite live up to my expectations. And, therefore, it fell out of the top ten at number 11. And there we go. That's there we go. We're 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 here. We made it. We did it. We're at the top ten, but that will be for tomorrow's episode. And I will hopefully be joined by um some friends of mine. Um at least Facio. Hopefully Jen will join us. Maybe even another surprise or two. Uh you never know. You never know. Uh hopefully. Uh, and we'll I'll do my top ten. Facio will do his top ten. Hopefully Jen will do her top ten and maybe if we have some mystery guests they can do their top ten or at least chime in on what maybe maybe not 10 maybe if they pick their number one movie or their top five or whatever however it works we'll see what happens with that i don't really know yet uh we'll also talk about the oscars we'll preview the oscars make our picks for the oscars um you know i know you're i know everyone is really intrigued on what my thoughts are on who should win sound best sound editing um i know i know everyone that's like the biggest one you can possibly be that's like the the be all of end all of oscars no i'm joking we'll probably just do the, like the six main ones uh film director and uh the four uh, actor and actress categories um i don't think we need to go any farther than that maybe we'll do like best animated film or something i don't know uh or maybe best song in a film possibly we'll we'll, we'll pick and choose but we'll definitely do like the big six and um give our thoughts on that and we'll have our top tens you know, I know, I know you've, if you've been following along, you might be piecing together what you think is my top 10, or at least the movies that are going to be in it. Um, like I said, maybe, maybe I didn't see all the movies you think I might have saw. Maybe there's movies I didn't see that you thought might be, and maybe would have if I had seen it, but I saw what I saw, and that's how it is. So, tune in tomorrow for the top 10. Um, if you missed any of the previous ones, please go back, go to razorvader.blogspot.com. You can also uh, subscribe on iTunes at Apple, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Well, it is on iTunes, but it's called Apple Pug. It's confusing. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it. Stitcher, subscribe, give a review, give me five stars, r- let me know what you think. You can hit me up at Razor Vader, uh, let me know what you think of my list, What maybe let me know what your list is, maybe, you know, let's have a little conversation. Maybe you don't, maybe you don't agree with where I put Star Wars. Is it too too low for you too high for you maybe maybe you hated it as much more than i did well not that i hated it it was not number 13 but maybe you didn't you liked it less than i did uh maybe you liked it even more maybe it's your favorite movie of the year let me know i don't know 
you got to tell me. We'll have a conversation. We'll talk about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for today. And we'll talk to you tomorrow for the big finale of the movie ranks, the top ten. It's going to be action-packed and extravaganza. It's probably going to be like two and a half hours long, but it'll be fun. Thanks for listening. See ya.